Welcome to Act 3, the podcast where we explore how to thoughtfully shape the rest of our lives. I'm your host, Kara Gray. This podcast is sponsored by Good Morning Freedom, my retirement coaching service where I help executives and professionals plan their Act 3. For more information, stay tuned until the end. Hey there, listeners. Before we dive into today's episode, I've got some exciting news to share. We're all about celebrating life's big milestones here. And what's bigger than stepping into the golden years of your retirement? That's why I'm super excited to introduce our exclusive retirement swag collection. Picture this, stylish hoodies, sleek t-shirts, and classic baseball caps, each crafted to embody the spirit of retirement. It's not just about kicking back and relaxing. It's about embracing freedom, stepping into a new phase of being rewired, and thriving in your Act 3. Our collection celebrates these moments with designs that are minimal yet chic, modern yet timeless, perfect for you, or as thoughtful gifts for your retired friends and family. And guess what? Shopping is just a click away. Visit goodmorningfreedom.myshopify.com to explore our range. Each piece tells a story, your story, of a life well-lived and a future full of possibilities. Don't forget to check out the show notes for the link as well. But here's the catch. These are exclusive, limited-time offerings. So make sure to grab your favorites before they're gone. Celebrate retirement in style with our retirement swag and let the world know that the best is yet to come. And now, on with the show. Today, I welcome Natalie Wester to the podcast. Natalie is an early retiree and radical reinventor, permission giver, storyteller, and speaker, inspiring midlife women to reimagine possibilities. Natalie was the first Black officer, VP, and youngest media training head of the oldest independent PR firm in the United States. She was the owner of an award-winning regional practice serving national clients. Natalie went on to a career as a teacher and was named National State Teacher of the Year in the Oval Office of the White House. She is an international solo traveler, whiskey distillery bourbon maker, unapologetic blogger, and humorist. A champion of authentic living, Natalie encourages midlife women to give themselves permission to change the life they're living so they can live a life they love. And I love this. And currently she's in Portugal and she's joining me from there today. Welcome, Natalie, to Act 3. Thank you so much, Gara. It's great to be here. I'm honored to be a guest. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. So let's get into it. I always like to start with um, where you were in your second act. And actually, I think you are on your fourth act. Um, <laughs> as I read, you've had a couple of careers. So do you want to tell us what what career and what your life, life looked like prior to this early retirement? Um, well, first, for 20 plus years, I was in business and marketing, public relations and marketing, media training, crisis communications. Um, and left a uh, firm uh, as vice president and started my own small, very small consulting practice. And I did that for 14 years uh, before I decided to go back to school and get another master's degree 
in education, uh, early childhood education and reading. Um, I wasn't really thinking I was going to, you know, slash my income so dramatically and switched to teaching in a public school. But uh, after I graduated, uh, it just things fell into place. And to me, it was a sign that this is what I was supposed to do. So I switched careers from, you know, business and, you know, taking clients out and expense accounts and all of that to becoming a first, a third grade, and then a second grade <laughs> teacher. And I retired as a second grade reading teacher. And that was in 2019. I decided to treat myself to something I had never done, which was solo travel. And I planned myself a trip around the world. Um, Portugal was the first stop because I had read uh, in my research for countries outside of the United States where retire American retirees could live comfortably and more affordably. Uh, so <clears throat> because I was 59 when I retired, that was ahead of my financial plan. But I thought, well, what the heck? Let's just see what can happen. And yeah. uh, <laughs> so was was there a pivot point or something in your career as a teacher that made you say, okay, this is enough. Um, I'm ready to have a next chapter. Let's start looking into options. Yeah. Yes, yes. I And I think for a lot of us, uh, particularly women, um, lo loss, uh, emotional loss can be a, a very strong um, motivator for change. And so for me, for me in 2018, a long-term relationship uh, with my fiance ended and my father died. And it just, uh, those two things just got me, kind of reset me a little bit and got me thinking in a different way that life is too short and I, you know, haven't been happy in a long time. Um, you know, women are so good at, at faking happiness and strength, but like really when I, that made me do a little bit of a deeper dive in suddenly and realize I, I'm really not happy. And I had this serendipitous encounters with four women when I was in earlier and when I had been in New Orleans and they were all doing these really cool things that were just complete reinventions of their prior selves. And I thought, I, I, I think I can do this. So I sat down with my financial planner and made a plan and to live very frugally and slash really a thousand dollars a month of spending out. And the things that you don't even think about that are going to like, oh, that adds up you know, nails and hair and petties in the spa they, and happy hours and, you know, stuff adds up. Yeah. So I got used to living this real streamlined, frugal way. And I, as I said, I had researched and Portugal was always number one. And a dream of mine has always been to live on the ocean and without hurricanes. 
And I, <laughs> no Caribbean so, for you. <laughs> yeah, no, no Caribbean for me. No Carolinas, Florida, all this. Like, yeah, no. If, if evacuation orders are a thing, that's not for me. It's not really where <laughs> I want to be. Um, plus, it's expensive uh, in the U.S. So that, let's try. So when I planned my trip, I planned to, uh, to stop in Portugal. And then I went on to Morocco, Egypt, um, Thailand, Indonesia, and Japan, and then came back. And that was right before Christmas. COVID, we really didn't know it was COVID. Um, and then for my 60th birthday, I went to uh, Cartagena, Colombia, and South America for, for that. And then that's February. And then everyone knew about COVID and it was lockdown and everything. So here I am, you know, we're on lockdown and with it, with everyone else. And I'm, I'm completely by myself in my house for months. And I thought, well, this, this is going to help the budgeting. <laughs> this is going, can't go this, out, can't spend any money. This be good. This will really be good. And I had more time, you know, thinking, planning. I took classes online, got my a digital marketing certification. And for one of the classes, I needed to do a website. So I made this website and called it the Hot Goddess. Hot, not in a kind of way, but a hot flash. The hot is hot. That's what that is. Yeah, it's not like the sex adventures of a cougar or something. But no, it is. It's hot flashes. And, but it wasn't public. I didn't publish it online. I just did it to uh, submit for assignments. And, and then on uh, my 61st birthday, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna, I think I'm going to click. It was on WordPress. I think I'm going to click publish and, and publish this. And these things I've been writing for my memoir writing class and some, you know, some personal things. I think I think I'm gonna try blogging. I think I'm gonna try it and I'll make the hot goddess the site for midlife women and I'll start blogging stuff. It is gonna be unapologetically authentic. I mean, you're not I swear, I talk about body functions, I talk about this is everything. And you know, it's I found that I really liked doing it. And so then that gets what we're 2021. Uh, the end of 2021 was when, well, kind of the third quarter, I ended up selling my house. And that's when things were crazy in the US. People were like snapping up houses like in five minutes for way over asking and everything. And I, I needed, I thought, well, let me just, mm -hmm. Should I, a friend encouraged me actually, just go for it, Elliot. I'm like, I don't know. Just, what do you have to lose? Just put it up on the market and see what happens. And I did. And it sold in 20 minutes. It was the first opening. It was just gone. So then I was like, yes. <laughs> like, whoa, what now? What do I do? <laughs> like, I got to move. It was like, great. And then, oh, shit. Um, and then. I went, I circled back to Portugal, which in my, in my plan at that time was something I was going to do at 65. Okay. I was going to do 65. 
and you know, stockpile some more money, blah, blah, blah. And then at 65, that would be my time. Well, here I was, 62, and I was like, I can go now. Like, why? Why wait? Why wait? Why wait? Um, oh, and in between there, after lockdown was over and before I sold my house, one of the things I had always been curious about was bourbon distilling. And there was a, there is something called Moonshine University in Kentucky. And I thought that would be cool to go there. I could just drive there and do this week long class all about distilling. Well, that class was like $6,000 at the time. So I thought, mm, no, I bet I could get some distillery around here to hire me as an apprentice. And I called it my midlife reimagined apprenticeship and I'll work for 12 weeks for free. And then, and then I'll learn that way. And then it won't cost me $6,000. So I, I reached out via LinkedIn to the CEO of Cleveland whiskey and he immediately connected back and said, come in. We, we did a zoom first and then it came in and goes, you're hired. And so I was the only woman and oldest person you know, in the distillery. And it was, it's hard work. I mean, it's, those barrels are heavy and the, the storage tanks are heavy. I'm talking 800 pounds. Whoa. And so they're on wheels, but pushing 800 pounds on wheels is heavy. And, but I learned so much and I worked with the barrels and the wood shop and just every aspect of it. It was so awesome. I loved it. I loved it. My body was like, no. <laughs> no, you <laughs> pay attention to those creaks and cracks because we can't keep doing this. But I, it was great. I, the internship was awesome. And then I ended up getting hired uh, during a crunch period, which was awesome. And so, yeah, so there was that little, it, does that count as an act? I don't know. It's very tiny. I mean, it's all, it's all leading to where you are now. And this is, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. I love this story so much. So, yeah. So then, you know, that was 21, 22, sold my house, 22, um, 21, and then planned, I'm moving, I'm going to move. So I began January of 22. Um, to go through the steps of getting my D7 residency visa to come here. And it took every moment of my time. It was like another job to wow. do. You can hire, you, they, they are consultants to do it, but I didn't want to spend $2,000, $3,000. Yeah, figured this out, I think. So I did. The hardest part uh, was finding, you have to have a, one year minimum non-refundable lease or, or or buy something that's registered with the tax authority here before you can even submit your application. So most the hardest stuff is really finding a place to live. Wow. And the prices from 2019 when I was first here at the beginning of my around the world trip to 2022 is tripled, nearly tripled. Wow. Yeah. I know yeah, Portugal became a hot spot for people to move yes. during the pandemic, didn't it? Yes. 
Yeah, it, um, really, it did. Yeah. Tell me about why you landed on Portugal. Like you went on this fabulous trip for 70 days, yeah. just took yeah. your backpack, just went, explored a lot of different places. But what was it about Portugal that really spoke to you? Um, Being on the ocean. I mean, it really it was number one reason why I had it on my radar in the first place. And coming here in a even in 2019, I rented a condo that was it's north of where south of where I am now, jutting out over the ocean. And you just go to sleep with the wave. And it was super affordable. Now that same thing is three times more. It's like they've upped it three times. Cause I tried to get it. It's like, oh yeah, no. <laughs> but that was my reason and the climate. You know, it's a temperate climate. I'm not, uh, hot goddess is hot flashing still at 63. Like, when does this stop? Oh my God. Um, I hate being, I cannot stand tropical climates. I really, the humidity, um, I just, I don't like, I don't want to have a monsoon season. I don't want snakes and spiders the size of my head coming into the, no, I don't, no, I am. That's not, I'm not that person. So this is great because it's not hot where I am. Uh, okay. Not, are you near Lisbon or where are you in Portugal? I am an hour north okay. of Lisbon, an hour north on the Silver Coast. And silver, because in the morning you'll have some fog. It's kind of like that San Francisco-ish um, in the winters. And like yesterday we had some fog come in, but then it goes out. And to me, it's like this great breeze. It feels so awesome. Um, you know, but I'm just looking out. There's the ocean right there. And no, don't have hurricanes. I mean, I don't know the last time they've had a hurricane here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you learning Portuguese? Have you learned Portuguese? Sim, sim. Estou a aprender português, mas ainda não muito bem. I I have been taking lessons for a year. Okay. But I'm still not very good. Well, uh, it's not easy to learn another language. <laughs> Let's be clear. No, I know. Oh, my gosh. But it's, I love that you're doing it. I know I know so many expats have I mean, you're not an expat, like you're actually living there, but so many people move to other countries and don't even bother to learn the language. So I applaud yeah. you for, Thank you know, you. for, for Thank making you. the attempt I, and you will get there. You will get there. Yeah. Thank you. It's so important to do. I can't tell you how many people will write to the hot goddess asking, like, where can I go where I don't have to learn the language? And I'm like, home, where you are, just stay, just stay in America. You won't have to learn anything. Yeah. So people come and they want to make things the way it they're used to, but then don't come because it's why, yeah. why have the experience if you're not going to embrace all that it is? That's right. And how has it been um, making friends in another country? I tell you, I was really worried about that. Um, and I, I, I am not shy at all, but I am an introvert because and I learned this through one of my online classes. Crowds drain my energy and then mm -hmm. I need to be alone to recharge. Yep. So going to these crowded meetups and everything like, oh, I, no, I don't think I want to do it. They're all in Lisbon and other larger places anyway. So I was, to tell you, I was a little concerned, but 
Uhum. If I, my neighbors, uh, meus vizinhos, my neighbors, they welcomed me with open arms and have been the gateway to relationships with other people, uh, women, friends. It's just been amazing. From day, well, say day two, day one, I didn't really do anything. Day two, um, going out and I met a woman out by the pool. She lives here and that she speaks English. And she, when she realized I had just come here from the United States, she said the next day, which was a Monday, she was knocking at my patio door. She told me she would take me into the village to get my utilities set up in my name, a phone number, a Portuguese number, all the things that you need to do. And I was a little one worried, like, how am I going to do this? She did. She spent a half a day with me speaking Portuguese because where I am, it was yeah. English, not so much. So how beautiful. Then when she found out that there, I had nothing, I rent, I'm renting, furnished, which I thought would be like dishes and stuff, but there was nothing. There was nothing. So like, oh my gosh, I can't even, how am I going to, like, I don't, there's not a cup. There's nothing. I didn't bring that stuff because I just assumed it was there. She then brought a box of dishes, pots, pans for me to borrow until she could take me to an intermarché store here to get what I needed. Uh, then the other neighbors came back into town and invited me over for lunches, dinners. I mean, wow, beautiful. Oh, and the thing you will just blow your mind will be blown at this. The the one neighbor, after she helped me get everything set up, it was going to be. She said it can be weeks by the time the co company comes here to set up your internet. So she early in the morning she knocked on my door again. I'm leaving, but I left the door open and here's my Wi-Fi password. Go in, make yourself at home. She had known me for like four days. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and people say, oh, Portuguese. Better than I'm like, no, they, I mean, they're maybe reserved, some people, but the, I have been overjoyed at the reception that I've had here. And I was a little concerned too, because I know Lisbon is hugely diverse mm -hmm. here. Like, I don't know if they're going to be anybody. I don't know. Yeah. Are you in a, what kind of, uh, what kind of reception am I going to get as a American, as a black American, as a black American woman? Like, I don't know. What's, no, problem. no problem. No problem. Wow. How refreshing. <laughs> yes. I'm sure. Yes. And that's I mean, I, mean I can't thing. imagine as a white woman, but I can only imagine yeah. like how yes. refreshing that is compared to probably what you've had to deal with your entire life yes. in our lovely yes. country. And what we all <laughs> see in America, unfortunately, but whatever. Yeah, it's it's, it's doesn't matter. You're not there anymore. No, it does matter. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but that's the other thing beside the oceans. Like it's just this detox. Uh, you just exhale. Like, I'm not... That's not, I'm in my orbit. 
anymore. I'm still voting, but it's not, you know, it's not the constant, it's not the constant toxic exchanges that were and are happening still. Yes. So it's, it's, it's great. It's great. And I just came back. I went home. Okay. To my childhood home. This is my home now, but my childhood home in the U.S. I went for in last month for three-ish weeks, and it was wonderful. I felt like a better person. Um, a lot of old issues. I I wrote my post, my current hot goddess post uh, this week was just all about losing uh, baggage, the emotional kind. And when you're gone and you come back and you realize time and distance and space uh, have helped you unpack some of the invisible baggage, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Therapy by water therapy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Different kind of water therapy. Um, yeah. I think I read on your blog or I saw something somewhere about the fact that you are single and that you are dating abroad as well. Do you want to yeah. tell us how that's going? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> or how your experiences have been. Are the men nice there in Portugal? So, yes. And, well, what I wasn't expecting is how international it is. So, <laughs> I, you know, so international and way more competition. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm in Cleveland and it's like, oh, okay, there's Cleveland guys. And you come here and it's Portuguese and Brazilian and Italian and Dutch and German and just people from all over the world. I mean, this is a global location. So way more to choose from. Wow. And way more competition. Like, oh my God, I'm just gonna let me just delete it. I'm just no, I'm done. I can't. <laughs> there, there there are a lot of a lot of single women here um and there are a lot of a lot of people from all over the world let's just put it that way yeah. and I, I try i never generalize out loud in public but in my mind here's what i've noticed about certain whatever and uh i will say there are a lot of uh, american expats here and okay. The the native people and expats from who are not from America don't think twice about coming to me, coming to where the woman is. I mean, the men they drive because I'm not really near anything. I don't have a train station near anything, mm -hmm. and they'll drive. Three hours, two hours, hour and a half. Okay, Natalie. <laughs> Not because of me, but that's just what they do. Because well, that's that's what, what they do. do. Yeah, that's what you do. So no, this isn't a this isn't a reflection on me. It's just that's what's done. But the American men. So when are you coming to Lisbon? <laughs> so so when are you coming? When are you coming? And but ever without exception, they have anybody else from any other countries like. That's well, of course I'll come. I'll try yeah. to you. I don't have a car. Yeah. But uh so yeah, uh, so that is very refreshing. Um 
paying for things. See, I, um, even when I was dating in the United States, I would always be ready to split the check. I mean, I always had my own. Um, and, and, but here, um, most of the time, the, the men, like, it's an in, almost an insult. Like, no. Wow. And it might just be coffee or whatever, but it's just, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Except for American men. <laughs> Natalie, you're making me want to move abroad. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's very, it's very interesting. And uh, I, I don't know. You have to have, it has to be fun for you. So uh, there's so yeah. many women I talk to, you know, in the States and women I've met here. Um, you don't have, it, it's just a chore. It, it's not, they don't like dating. And mm-hmm. I get it. But mm-hmm. I feel like you have to have a mindset of like, it's, it's, you're just having fun. Yeah. Do something that you would have fun doing regardless. And so if there's not a match, then at least you're somewhere doing something fun yeah. in a place you like and just manage expectations and just kind of be chill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, I'm really not doing anything much different than I did when I was dating in the States. It's just there's way more. Oh, and I'd say there, see, there seems to be more, or at least I have been exposed to more uh, attempts of, of scamming. Mm. Like you'll see, um, and I know that happens in the United States all yeah. the time. But but you know there are a lot of the profiles and clearly this is fake, and <laughs> the guy will be like forty or fifty, and they're all you know they oh we have a widower, my my wife died da 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 da, and my daughter and son and girl, mother were killed in an accident. All this like oh my gosh, like crazy sob story thing, like the very first interaction. So I can't, I'll be, I don't, I'm not on this site so much. So let's give this his, can I have your email? And we'll just go like, yeah, no, so out of that. And I think when they see 63, they're like, yes, there's some Here's my target. Tired. Yes. Yes. So like, yeah. Yeah. No, they can go away. They can go away. Yes. Bye bye. Well, yeah. Well, Natalie, I, wow. I think my listeners are going to love this episode. You are living a beautiful life and it's very inspiring how you just went for it. And I think a lot of people are really rethinking things, especially after the pandemic and depending on what else is going in their, on in their lives as well. You know, I think it's, it's worthy to explore something new. If you're feeling that calling, if you're feeling like yeah. something isn't right and you're not really living your life to its fullest, I love that you have done this. I always ask what advice you have for people nearing retirement generally and and specifically as well, if you want. Um, well, nearing retirement, mm-hmm. um, I would say, I think it was similar to what I was mentioning before we started taping, Um if you really, if you think about all of it together, you'll be afraid and you won't do it. So plan, but think about one foot in front of the other. 
you know, one step, like what's the first thing, you know, I have to do. And if you're nearing retirement, hopefully you have a retirement plan and yeah. know, that that's a given, but what changes you're going to make in your life uh, if you widen the lens and start looking at everything, it, it's frightening. Yeah. Uh, so for me, uh, one thing at a time. Yeah. One thing. And that I think that's so important to do. And so many people I talked to that I could never do all of that. And I said, yeah, I didn't either. I didn't think about all of that. I thought about one thing. You didn't think about and you weren't going to have dishes. Yes, right. <laughs> I didn't know about that. Yeah. And really, the, 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 the night before I left on my 70-day around-the-world trip, I had a panic attack. And I started researching how I could cancel it and not lose all my money. Wow. I really, it was that fast. Like, what am I doing? What? Oh, I, how, I can't do that. Oh, my goodness. Blah, 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 blah. And I, well, had a shot of whiskey and then (laughs) (laughs) like a couple, yeah, like I do. And it took a, took a couple of deep breaths and told myself, all you need to worry about, all you need to do is get to the airport and get on the plane, get your flight to Portugal, just get there. Then you can cancel all the rest of the stuff, like just get Focus on getting to the airport. You've got your ride. Get your bags checked. You've got that already. Not checked because that was coming here. Get your bag, which was what it was not a backpack. It was a rolling carry-on. It was heavy as shit. I'm sorry. It was so it was so heavy. Oh my god, it was super heavy. So I like I wasn't. I was afraid that they they waited. It wouldn't go. So anyway, stupid stuff like that. Like just get through with your little rolling carry-on. Just get on the plane. And then, then we'll take care of canceling and all that other stuff. Well, once I got on the plane, I can't do anything there. I'm on the plane. Then it landed. And then I saw where I was. This is great. And then, of course, I didn't cancel it. But it's normal to be terrified. Yes. It is. Any big change in your life, it's it's normal to be terrified. And retirement um, and big transition at that point in your life is is your beginner again in so many yeah. things. Like the life yeah. that you've known is no longer. So it, it can be very scary. Um, so yes. I really appreciate that advice. So I bet you anything that some people are going to want to find you and reach out to you. <laughs> so they can go to your website, which is thehathgoddess.com. Dot com. It's all okay. together. Okay. And I found you on Instagram, so I bet they can find you there as well. Yes. It's retired underscore rewired underscore inspired. Perfect. I will put all of that in the show notes as well so people can easily thank find you. you. And Natalie, thank you so much for your time today. It has been a really fun chat. <laughs> well, I love you. it. And I'm very excited for your life. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm thrilled to hear your story and hopefully others will follow in your footsteps on similar journeys. Uh, Thank you. Thank you again for inviting me. It's a pleasure. You're welcome. This podcast is sponsored by Good Morning Freedom, my retirement coaching firm. I help executives and professionals plan the non-financial part of their retirement. 
like how to discover new purpose and how you want to spend your time. I offer a one-on-one coaching retirement blueprint package where we work together to discover some new avenues of exploration for your Act 3. This coaching is completely custom and will provide you with a ton of resources and support as you transition to this new stage of life. For all the details, please go to goodmorningfreedom.com services.